On this week's episode of Therapeutic Control Podcast, we talk about our first playthrough of God of War Ragnarok. What do we think of the game? We also talk about Nintendo's Indie Direct, what games stood out for us in this Indie Showcase. Also, PlayStation VR 2 release date and price was announced. What do we think of it? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Liver with Beto Sparza and Jormers. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Third Party Control Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the tips, tricks, all the video game news and topics you want to know. And this week, oh, do we have a lot of stuff? Because last week we celebrated our 400th episode. And Joe, I'm pretty sure you might not know. Beto, you might not. You might know. Joe, you ended up asking Steve, "Hey, wrestling talk," and he oh, re- yeah. and he replied, "Just let, we gotta let him know the time and the place." <laughs> so that is a uh, that is a go, sir. Whenever we can figure something out, but uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. But uh, a lot of people liked our 400th episode. What? I want to get Steve's take on what he thinks of the flippity floppity nature of wrestling today. <laughs> well, well, we got it, dude. I, I, I'm already planning how things are are gonna turn out. But uh, had a lot of people uh, enjoy the 400th episode. Yeah, it was something uh, a lot of love. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to was edit. Almost, hmm? I was almost emotional. If yeah. I still had a heart, I would be like, <laughs> "This was very nice." Yeah, no, it was cool. It was fun. It was, uh, it was, very- it was, uh, 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 it was, it came out better than I thought because I had planned it and I tried to surprise you guys and it seemed like I, I did surprise you. So, uh, it was cool. It was cool. And then, and thanks everyone for, who contributed to the, to giving us, uh, thank yous and questions, answers, all that good stuff. You, you, you kind of did a clip show. Wow. When you were talking about the, uh, the, uh, crazy rich Asians. Yeah, I replayed it. <laughs> that was, and when I put, I had to, I had to put the audio, um, audio clip in there. So I did a clip show, but it was still it was better than most clip shows. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, what's a clip show? A uh, clip show is a really shitty <laughs> way of, of of filling time for a TV show where they just have like a pretty long running show that's been going at least three seasons. Mm-hmm. They make an episode of just like the greatest uh, parts in the in a TV show, and it's. Um, really shitty. Unless, unless you're, it's always sunny. It's always sunny, yeah. <laughs> and you make one of the fucking greatest clip shows. <laughs> I, th- I think one of I think one of the sunny ones was actually really good. They did a good job. Well, they recreated them. Uh huh. Wow. But yeah, that that's a that's what a clip show is. So I didn't even think of that, Bethel. Thank you for saying that. Uh, before we jump into our regularly scheduled programming, I kind of wanted to bring something up because it happened today. Probably one of the most prolific, well-known people to ever be the Batman, Kevin Conroy, passed away today at yeah. the age of 60? 66, I think. 66? Yeah. And I just, you know, it was, it was, it for me, it was a shock, and I'm seeing everyone kind of share their feelings on it and everything, and 
I kind of want to talk about it here because uh, for me, it's like um, for everyone, it's it's like uh, everyone says, oh, it's, it's my childhood. You know, but yeah. I, I hear that a lot, which isn't a bad thing. Like, oh, my childhood, this was Batman. And and I think that's great when you hear stuff like that. But I think for me, it, it, it it's, it's just the voice of Batman. Yeah. You know, like. I don't think I appreciated it until I got older. Yeah. Right. Like you, as a kid, like how I kind of wanted to go go at this was thinking. I was really thinking back at when I was a kid and watching Batman. At that time, you don't go, "Whoa, this is like adult." But yeah. people take when you say adult, they think like sexualized or anything like that. But like, it was a well written animated show that wasn't as common. If you compare it to other things like Batman the Animated Series compared to like I loved Spider Man, but if you look at them side by side, Batman was the stronger show. Yeah. Uh where anyone can enjoy it, regardless if you were a kid or an adult. You know, it fit all age ranges. And I think like Kevin Conroy, for me, the as the voice of Batman, he's also done the voice of Batman for video games like the Batman Arkham games, the Batman Injustice. But for me it's it's always his voice. He out of anyone who's been batman even acted as batman people like michael keaton val kilmer george clooney christian bale ben affleck and god what's his name robert pattinson robert pattinson yeah robert pattinson sorry i was like blanking right now out of all of them i don't think anyone's done it well yeah except for kevin conroy because he did it yeah both yeah kevin conroy was able to do both he was able to do bruce and batman and he didn't even have to do what most of them do is like, you know, Christian Bale's got the voice like this. Yeah, like, yeah. He does that, you know, because he wants I can't even do it. the drugs, you know, or even like, I remember getting in, not arguments, but like discussions with no, people. Where, arguments. Yeah, they are arguments. <laughs> uh, of like, I like Ben Affleck and it sucks that we didn't get to see his real Batman. Yeah. Right. But like. People were like, oh, that makes sense to have the robotic voice. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's lame. He's like, that's the only way he could do it. I'm like, uh, Kevin Conroy, bro. Yeah. And he's like, what? The animated series. Well, that's different. How's it different? It's not different. Kevin Conroy will always be the voice of Batman when I read a comic book. He yeah. always he always is Batman when I'm reading anything from like Batman Hush, Batman Long Halloween, any ongoing Batman comic. Yeah. Him and Mark Hamill will always be the voice of Joker when I'm reading something. Yeah. But Kevin Conroy was able to do both and do them exceptionally well now for me the joker voice is always that i'm the joker baby (laughs) that kid kid. um but i don't know i I guess i just kind of wanted to express like he's important not only in the in the world of uh voice acting and animation but even in gaming because like yeah when he would play when it when he when you found out there was a batman game and you hear kevin conroy's gonna be batman you're like awesome yeah and don't get me wrong there's other Voice actors that do Batman, they do great. But when you hear Kevin Conroy, you're like, yeah, that's fucking, that's the yeah. shit. Because he, he just does really well. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, for me, he's like, what, the longest running Batman ever. Yeah. Um, but he, like you were mentioning, he he voiced Batman and Bruce Wayne the best. Uh, there's, a, there's like, um, he made them different. Uh, they both sound different. So, yeah, um, it's it's. I was thinking about watch like I've been wanting to get back into to uh, Batman the animated series because uh, I was thinking about it even yesterday I was like damn I want to watch some more and then watching like hearing about this now I was like damn that sucks yeah but yeah he was he was definitely um, like you said whenever you think of Batman you think of you think of Kevin Conroy yeah like I was saying it wasn't until I got older that I that I appreciated it more 
I'm not saying that kids don't appreciate it, but I just like as an adult, you're like, yeah, this guy yeah. was fucking. This guy was a shit. Well, as a kid, you're just watching like it was yeah. cool, but it then like, cool. you start getting more into stuff and like recognizing voices. You're like, oh, this guy's this guy does it really fucking good. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 just the, really the one thing that I have to say that when something like that happens, you know, and someone who, you know, you you remember so fondly from your childhood is just like, you know, it's like, goddamn, dude, we all got to get old. Yeah. yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's sad. It's, sad, uh, it, it's not it's not always a sad thing, but at times it can be a sad thing. It's like, it's just the, yeah. the truth of life, you know? People you remember, people who um, you admire, you inspired you, you know, in this case, someone that was just a part of your, like, my childhood, yeah. you know? You know, eventually, they'll pass. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, he's, he's, he's one that, um, I feel like he's gonna, uh, that, this, this sucks. Like, um, I, I read about it to a, actually, you know, but you'll understand. I heard. I heard about it through um, uh, Lazy. Remember Lazy Batman? Yeah. I'm in another Discord with him, and oh, yeah. he's just like he posted. He's like, "Well, today fucking sucks." And then he goes, <laughs> and then he posted. And I was like, yeah. "What?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, like today's shitty now." He's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and like, you know, you have a whole generation of people, you know, regardless of the movies or anything else like Jesse you said will feel the same way you do that is their Batman mm-hmm. that is the, the voice they hear you know and there's, and there's other like you said there's other there's other versions of it where like you know he just there's something about the way he did it you know and you know when people bring up the voice and like how people you know how like Bale changed it for when he was like I get it yeah but you know the cool thing about the the cartoon was it just it, especially back in that time, I feel like things are held up to less scrutiny. You just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, it wasn't questioned. It wasn't like, he sounds the same, you know, both ways. Why wouldn't someone, it just was like, dude, just, you know, people wouldn't micro analyze shit like that as much. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, and you know, sometimes it's just not needed. No, but he did it. He, he, that series, you know, like you said, it was so well written. He did such a fantastic job with it, you know, and he just, was you know for years was that batman he just his voice transcended you know the work of the actors that came before and after him in that role in in a a big part of the way you know i feel like people forget how big batman the animated series actually was you know i mean they had a feature film you know a couple of them i think more than one right yeah there's two of them i think think there was a there was a sub-zero one and then there was the mask of the phantasm yeah and, uh, and there was Beyond. Did he vo- the Joker when he played old Batman or old Bruce Wayne? Right. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. Yeah. Did really three different Batmans <laughs> or three different like like young Bruce Wayne, Batman, and old old Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Pissed off old Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he was just great. <laughs> That's all I could. I can't think of yeah. what else to say, but he was he was amazing in, in that, and uh, it sucks. He you know his work is always there, so. I just want to say, what if anybody hasn't watched the the animated series? Just watch that first couple of episodes of the animated series on HBO Max. Uh, the one with um, Mister Freeze—that's like one of the best episodes. Yeah, it's a classic. Show. That's actually one that—that's I think that one like awards, most, right? Um, yeah, widely widely like thought of as like the probably one of the the best episodes in the entire series, yeah, if not so, the best. It's so good. It's really good. Well. Let's get on with the show. Beto. Hey. 
played anything other than God of War and I just played a, a maybe like the first hour of it mm-hmm. uh, but so far man it's what I played it's definitely living up to the hype R- real quick real quick Joe you play God of War yet yep I played about an hour and a half two hours okay I played God of War we might as well make this a little God of War discussion real quick yeah so you played two hours I'm on hour seven or eight yeah Joe an hour and two about two hours how do you guys feel about it like I said, I feel like it's so far it's living up to the hype. I'm li- I'm enjoying the the combat. I remember last time I when I played the the last God of War, mm-hmm. I asked, had to ask you because I didn't remember it feeling like a, a Souls game mm-hmm. where you, the combat buttons are the the shoulder buttons. And then uh, playing that, I was just like, oh, wow, I don't remember this. And then I I, I got used to it because right? I've been playing I had been playing Elden Ring earlier this year, uh, so I got comfortable with it. So the combat so far has been it's been really good, but so far just that intro the first couple of fights were uh-huh. were freaking great so you kept the shoulder yeah. buttons as attacks because i remember like probably an hour or two before you text me that i remember it came back to me yeah. that i remember you got you you hated it I, and I get and used you're to like it. i change it to the buttons and i'm like oh man you know you just get used to that and you were like super like no yeah, no, I just didn't like, like that were, combat. Were, it, but the time then you were pissed off about it. like I remember you were yeah, like I fucking upset punched about the baby it because of that. Yeah, some matter. Like. But but I was supr- not, a little bit surprised when you were just like, oh no, I'm I'm used to it now. I'm like, oh okay, oh, cool. I've been That's playing cool. Uh, Elden Ring. If I didn't yeah. play Elden Ring, I think I would have changed it. Yeah. So I was curious. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if you're gonna change it. But I was surprised that you uh, you didn't change it. Yeah. So so far, I've, I mean, I I've, I'm barely like scratching like the, the beginning of this, the mm-hmm. surface of the story. But um, the combat so far has been uh, really good. I haven't upgraded anything, mm-hmm. but so far, like the the mechanics that have been, have been have been really good. I've been okay. liking it. Joe, what about you? What do you think so far? What you played? Um, from what I played, I mean, ten minutes in, it made me shed a tear down there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're get, we're not. In. I'm not gonna talk about. We're not gonna talk no, about no, no, it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna go to either. I'm just no, saying like it did. No, the I, thing so is, I, mean, I know what it is. I don't want to say yeah. it here because I want to sure. save it. Because I do want to do a sure. whole discussion, a whole episode where yeah. we talk about it. But I'm sure I will remember. But just in case, let's bring it back to that one. Because I know what you're talking about. And Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, fuck yeah. this. Fuck this. You yeah. know, in a good way. Um, but we'll talk about it. It was beautiful. When, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was it, was, it, it was all things, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the whole thing. Because I, I really am excited for when we're all finished with it to have a real discussion. Because I think there's yeah. a lot we could talk about it. Uh, oh, sorry, Joe, I, I stopped you. Uh, if you want to continue. I uh, know, yeah, so uh, uh, immediately the game gets going and, you know, the, the you get through the first few um, segments, it kind of starts already setting up what's going on. I played enough to kind of set up, okay, I got a rough idea of what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, though so far, nothing really reinventing the wheel as far as, but, it, you know, like, it, re, you know, it's like that thing where it's like, we already reinvented the wheel with the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you're just, you know, my opinion at this point, you're, you're fine-tuning it now. It's expanding on it, yeah. You know, and, and you know, the, the, there was all that talk. It's like, you know, I did see some reviews say, like, well, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of changes, but it's like, do you really need to make changes? And, mm-hmm. yeah. again, if you have a great story and you make a few twerk, uh, tweaks to it, 
you don't need to. Right. Um, looks beautiful, you know, yeah. plays beautiful. Um, I, you know, so far when I played God of War, it, it took me a couple of hours to get used to the new control scheme. Uh, when I finally played the PS4 God of War, mm-hmm. um, but after a while, it, it became it it became easier. Yeah, you know, I got used to it. So jumping into this one, I still had that mentality, like because I was the last one to play. So I was like, oh yeah, like I remember the shoulder buttons and everything felt okay. And I was like, after about ten minutes, I was like, or like after a few minutes of the fight, I was like, all right, I remember now. Like I got this again. But no, man, it's it's so far it's been great. You know, I hope I I really hope that the story continues to um, progress in a you know in a in a, in a way where you know makes you really want to uh, continue you know why you know and playing through everything. Um, but so far, so good. You know, like I I got no issues with it. It's it's really good. I hate it. I wish I got Sonic Frontiers instead. <laughs> nah, just kidding. No, it's it's been good. I mean, I'm. A, much more farther than you guys in it um but i'm enjoying it uh so it's good i can't believe tony comes back tony stark no uh i think right there you talking about like the control scheme i i kind of i kind of wish i replayed one again to just kind of familiarize myself because i think how joe felt about the first one like it's been i i don't think i ever did a second playthrough of the first not the first god of war but the most recent, recent God of yeah. War, so it took me a while to just kind of get back into how how the combat is, yeah. and I think coming from Bayonetta three going into this, like my my sense of certain things, like oh yeah yeah shoulder buttons, because I I would catch myself going back to buttons when I'm like no 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 different yeah. game you know okay, so that's the first time that's ever happened where I can't where I confuse it for something else, but uh no yeah uh, so far so good, but I can't wait till we dive farther into to god of war at a yeah. later date hopefully yeah yeah, but yeah. yeah he, I, I like the uh the recap at the beginning it's really quick it just oh i didn't watch you, that no? i just avoided it really like because you can cho- are you talking about where you can choose recap of the first god of yeah. war and then i didn't do that i just what? me neither i don't know i just mm. but i wanted to jump into the game but what did they what did they recap? Just, i mean to just tell you like what the really basic plot points of what uh. happens uh but it's cool i mean it was really quick like honestly like under a minute I think because I usually take recaps because if you ever like in some TV shows when they oh, show they, a recap yeah. of a show, they hint at they, they gonna hint happen. at something that's going to happen. You're yeah. like, oh, that's why they recap that part because you're like, wait, that was like no, it's eight like episodes main, before. I mean, I didn't look that far into it, but it just from what I saw and just a really basic mm-hmm. uh, um, retelling of, of of the first one. Any other games you played? No, that's what I played. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't play. I mean, I played Madden, but I mean, I mean, I played EA's football game. But and other than that, that's all I've been playing. I wanna uh, haven't had much time to play that much uh, God of War, but I'm I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to get into it more um, within the next couple of days. What about you, Joe? What's up, fool? Yeah, God of War was really it. Um, I actually, you know, when you talk about Madden, I had a not shitty week of playing this week. It was Whoa. I was actually surprised. Yeah. It was. Um, I lost. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I lost a, a couple of user games where there was a lot of. I don't even want to say bullshit. It's but you those, had fun while doing it. Exactly right. Like, but you know the thing when you play a Thursday night game and you don't really realize it, and then you go into the fucking training and you do everything. You're like, oh fuck, and then it's got like minus five or ten on the. Yeah. And then you go in and you're like your entire team is is on the yellow. Yeah. I had to play a user game like that. 
and it did not go good. <laughs> I was like, I like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. But you know, like you know, that's the thing. Like shit like that, I can understand. You know, it's like oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I fucking. But why you know, doesn't the I'm other saying. team play shitty? Yeah, I don't know, right? Like, who knows? I don't know. What, I mean, who knows? Did they do the training? Did they fucking <laughs> have, you know? You'd be amazed. But yeah, my, my focus is going to be the next few days is just, um is the next few weeks is trying to get a couple of hours a day in with God of War. That's like my goal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get it done in a week, but, you know, I want to put in an hour or two every day. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe more on the weekend if I have time. Yeah. So that's my plans. But Jesse, what's up with you? Um, I finished Bayonetta 3 because I wanted to get it done before God of War. And uh, that is one I am going to do an episode on because I do want to talk about it. Very interesting. But if anyone is curious, if you're a fan of Bayonetta 1 and 2, I recommend 3. That's all I will say. I will get more into detail because it is a, uh, it's a very interesting, and I want to get, again, more into why. Probably one of the the most refined points of it is the combat it, they did a really good job with it also adding in a lot of like kaiju battles and stuff and you can bring in the your, your monsters your demons and stuff and, and things like that really cool very interested in some of the choices they made in the game but uh yeah probably get more into it in a in a special episode so look forward to that while uh, talking about bayonetta 3 and maybe the series as a whole because i went through everything from start from the first one the second one and then going into the third one so i ended up streaming all three of them but i had fun streaming them a lot of people had uh, enjoyed watching it so but yeah but that was pretty much it oh no 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 no! i ended up getting my game of the year last year no more heroes 3 came out on the playstation 5 so i ended up purchasing it uh playing it on the ps5 you know it's a better frame rate better textures um basically when it comes down to it the frame rate is so much better and I didn't know how it was going to be transitioning to just using it as the controls instead of the Joy-Cons. But man, I, I played it on the hardest difficulty, Spicy. Playing against like uh, certain enemies and bosses. I was getting frustrated, but I was enjoying being frustrated. It's weird. But that game just reminds me of how much I really like No More Heroes 3. Yeah. Real great. If you haven't played No More Heroes 3 and you have a PS5, not saying not to get the Switch version, but if you are leaning toward you want like 60 frames for the combat it's really nice for no more heroes and uh that one i streamed too and a lot of people were really surprised by it they're like what the hell like there's an anime intro and i was like yeah it's really cool and they're like some people didn't know how deep it was gonna get and some people were like this game's fucking out of its mind <laughs> because you, you go yeah there's a, there's a lot to no more heroes 3 and i think no more heroes 3 is like out there, Suda51 just kind of was like, fuck it. Like, I feel like this, for him, he said this is his last one. Yeah. If he's going to go back to it, he'll go back to it in like a decade. Yeah. Is what he said. But yeah, no no more heroes. I had to buy it. I had to buy it for PS5. And I am looking forward to continuing it on spicy difficulty. But yeah. Spicy. Spicy. Did you get around to playing No More Heroes 3 at all, Joe? I have not. No, I am still gonna play it, but I yeah. have not. I th honestly, I think you're just gonna like. I know how much you enjoy Suda, and I think you're mm -hmm. gonna love a lot about what that game, what that game does. So I don't doubt it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it for what I've played. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. EA has revealed in September that it has struck a deal to make several new games based on Marvel properties, beginning with an Iron Man title from Dead Space Remake and Star Wars Squadron's developer Motive Studios. In a press release on Monday, it confirmed that the agreement covers at least three new action-adventure games. Each title will tell an original story set in the Marvel Universe and be released for consoles and PC. We've been a long-time fan of Marvel and their impressive leadership, so this is a remarkable moment for our developers as well as our players and fans," said EA COO Laura Miel. We look forward to welcoming Marvel into EA's family of creators and knowing this collaboration will produce exceptional experiences for our players. We can't wait to see players' reactions when they suit up as Iron Man and do the extraordinary things this superhero is known for. Motive single-player third-person Iron Man game is in pre-production phase. The development team is being led by executive producer Oliver Prolux, who previously worked on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy at Eidos Montreal. EA is also reportedly making single-player open-world Black Panther game. It was recently claimed that the project is in early stages of development at a new studio headed by former Monolith production boss Kevin Stevens. To kind of explain the reason I kind of brought this up is we were we knew about this in September as the article said but it was crazy because people took it as new news and I had a lot of people going up to me going oh my god EA is doing an Iron Man game and I'm like yeah you didn't hear that last month like <laughs> people were surprised like shocked but it was already announced yeah and they had the same I think reaction we had when we heard about it in September but what do you guys think of them confirming it and three other titles in development I, I, I think EA is uh, probably fucking breathing a sigh of relief that they can fucking uh, repurpose the Anthem assets to make an <laughs> Iron Man game. Because that's the only thing they can fucking do with that. And literally, I wouldn't doubt it. They were like, fuck, we lost all this money on Anthem. Maybe we can get the Marvel license and just do a fucking Iron Man game. Uh, literally, that's like what I think. Um, yeah. They're so gonna, they're gonna do an Iron Man game, but not have him fly, and then be like, "Hey, let's we can fly now." And then they gotta work, rework the game again, like how they did with Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> no, we know. You know what? We don't well, want him to fly. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I mean, it, honestly, it would be stupid for them not to use the Anthem assets, the flight, and all that shit. I mean, yeah. it, at times when you play that fucking game, and you're like, I was, even while I was, I was like, oh, this fucking feels kind of Iron Manish in a way. So I mean, like, it would make sense if they use it. Um. It's there, so I would assume, you know, I'm, you know, not even knowing what the game's about. I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna use those assets. That's that's just what I think, like, immediately. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll see with that. But yeah. um, it's EA, man. So like, who fucking knows what we end up getting, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if I mean, there's a chance that it'll end up being good. Like the, uh, um, what was the the Star Wars game that they did? Um, Starfighter? Squadrons, wasn't it? No. Was it Squadrons? Oh, my, my bad, you're right. Squadrons, you're right. No, no, the... Um, or the other one. The Fall of the Jedi, what's it called? Fall Jedi Order? Yeah. Yeah, right, oh, yeah. that one? I don't remember. It, could be, it could be like that. I mean, that was it could good. be. I um, mean, I think what, what everyone's attached to when they th- when they think of EA, they think Microtrans Jacksons yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah. Or EA fucking it up, you know? But, yeah. I mean, can it be as bad as the Marvel Avengers game that Square Enix did? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's EA, you know? Like, we don't, we have no faith yeah. in EA whatsoever. I mean, there's a little bit of hope in, in this because you said um, that they, the... 
the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game was good, right? And yeah. isn't that dude the director working on that? You said not director. I don't know if they said he uh, uh, he might be a director on this, but I don't know what his like. I don't know what his um evolve what he how's he uh, invo- evolved involved in it. Let's just know? say let's just say the same cleaning lady that was worked at at the <laughs> studio at uh, at Ubisoft also worked on is working at the. Yeah, cleaning up the offices. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, but I think mean, like Guardians and and Iron Man are very two different things, like characters wise. Yeah, you know, so like the idea of it, like yeah, you know, but I mean, even if it's the same team, like let's say it's the same team that did Guardians of the Galaxy, that is a positive, right? But you don't know how much a company like EA is going to be like, all right, you only have this much time, and we're only going to give you this much time to work at it and these this much assets and then they're like well we need more you know maybe they were used to certain things when they were working at square enix if that was something it could be it could be different right like it all it all varies on on how much you know ea themselves want to put into it you know yeah you don't know ea could probably be like well the license is gonna sell itself but hopefully they see what happened with marvel's avengers and even though it was critically acclaimed and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy deserved way better than it did, they they, they could probably look at that and be like, oh, okay, we should give them the resources and not market it as bad as this. It could, it could go different ways, man. You know how it is with companies. Yeah. Um, but real quick, with like EA and there's other properties, uh, supposedly a Black Panther game too, is there a Marvel character or anything you would actually like to see as a game? Me personally, I'm so burned out with uh, Marvel properties. Uh-huh. And as I say, like whether it's movies, and you know that they're going to be. I feel like anything that's released, um, well, the exception of Guardians. Guardians technically didn't end up as as, um, but they're going to like tie into the movies. I feel like, and I'm so fucking over that. Uh, you know, it really doesn't do much for me. Like, the, the, the thought of that. Even, like, Black Panther's coming out, right? This weekend. Yeah. And uh, I I have no, like... I haven't seen any reviews, and I'm like, will I watch it? I mean, I'll probably watch that. But I'm just like... I'm just so burned out with fucking Marvel in general. You know? And and, and I'll admit, maybe there's even a little bit of... Like, I don't know if it's biased, but just, like, maybe there's some, like, just... I fucking just don't want to fuck with Marvel right now. I mean, like... I know there's some DC stuff coming out that I want to watch, but, and not that they do things fucking, you know, that much better. Although, you know, now with what's his name being the head, who knows, you know, that's kind of exciting news too. But I'm really just burned out with a lot of the Marvel Universe type stuff. So, like, you know, I'd be lying if I say my hopes are super high, you know, um, the Guardians game. I, I had never finished it. I haven't finished it, but I mean, it, it, that was really fun. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but just in general, I'm just like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm over it for right now. There's nothing really pulling me in um, into the Marvel world. Actually, outside of Daredevil, you know, but I mean, you know, again, that's, that's TV. We're not talking, we're just talking about the games. Whatever they do with the games, we'll see. Um, you know, but again, you know, it's all attached to EA, so it's kind of hard to fucking, you know, for me, it's kind of hard to get excited. Netflix has announced plans to release a number of Gears War projects, including a live-action film. It is said the movie will be followed by a Gears of War adult animated series and a possible further project. The news was revealed on Monday to concede with the 16th anniversary of the Gears of War franchise's launch. 
streaming giant Netflix said it has partnered with first party Xbox Studios, the coalition, to adapt the franchise for film and TV. Actor Dave Bautista, who appeared in Gears 5, has previously expressed interest in portraying series protagonist Marcus Phoenix in a film adaptation. According to Microsoft, Gears of War has sold over 22 million units and grossed over $1 billion when the company acquired the franchise from Epic Games in 2014. Joe Beto, what do you think of this announcement of Gears of War animated series and possible movie for Netflix? And also, should Dave Bautista be Marcus Phoenix? No fucking buys if Dave Bautista is not Marcus Phoenix. I agree. I'm calling it right now. It'd be the stupidest... It'd be the fucking yeah. stupidest thing if you didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it would be dumb. They're gonna have Mark. They're gonna have fucking Triple H do it, and it's gonna <laughs> fucking suck. Well, he well, he posted something no, about like, it with like, like with just the same as Triple right? H should be fucking Kratos in the God of War movie. It's simple, duh. Wait, who? Oh damn. Triple H should be Kratos in the fucking God of War movie. <laughs> have you seen his beard? And have you seen Kratos? It's literally the same fucking thing can triple h act though i don't know you guys probably, know better than probably me probably not but okay. I mean, you know when when's that ever stopped taking one true <laughs> um no like batista would be perfect i think yeah a he's an actually he's a good actor yeah he's so interest so much interest that they put him in the fucking game i mean it seems like a fucking slam dunk fucking this is the home run easy easy right but it always seems that way yeah probably know we're gonna get fucking uh, playing Marcus Phoenix. I don't know. Shitty McFucksticks or some fucking <laughs> young. No, it's gonna be, um, random. it's gonna be. Uh, not Dave Franco, James Franco. No, Dave, no, yeah, not exactly. James Franco. I would be like, oh, of course. D- Dave Franco. Dave Franco is gonna be Marcus Phoenix. Dave Franco is Marcus Phoenix. Who's the Dave guy who played Franco. Fez in that no, no, he's gonna be Wait, who's Dave the- Franco as James Franco as Marcus Phoenix? <laughs> Who's the guy who played Fez in uh in that seventy show? David Rambus. and as Dominic in Gears War. <laughs> as Dom, not Dom, right? Dom. I don't know. I, it's dude. Like that's what what fucking what's crazy. One. What's crazy is that Batista has been asking, 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 asking so much, like basically begging to be in it, yeah, to be a part of or make a Gears of War movie or show or whatever. That it, I don't know. I just think it's dumb if they don't. Yeah, like I, I fucking think Dave Batista the fucking really. I'm so happy for that dude. Honestly, yeah. like mm-hmm. when he's one of those guys where I'm like, fuck yeah, man. If I ever had a chance to like meet Dave Batista, I don't even give a fuck if he's like, like he seems like a, a pretty solid dude. Yeah, and I, you know, like I'm sure people, whatever, dude, like the solid dude that got into wrestling, got out of wrestling, got into acting, is making his, you know, making his mark. I'm like, good for fucking him, man. He loves animals, so, you know. Animal Crossing New Horizons is now Japan's best-selling game of all time, and Modern Warfare 2 topped 1 billion in sales in 10 days, Activision claims. Gentlemen, what do you think of both of these? Wow and wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Animal Crossing, uh, it came and went for me. It kind of got boring. Um, I understand that people enjoy it as much as it did but it wasn't really anything too new compared to i mean they had some new stuff but it wasn't enough for me to to uh to stay interested uh it's cool that it made that much money i'm hoping that we get another animal crossing 
uh, see, I don't know. I want to see. I don't. I kind of don't want Animal Crossing to go, but I just want to want something. I guess I don't know. I want to. For I want, me, I'm expecting way more for the next one. That's yeah, it. that's all it comes down to. It has to really be different. Yeah, cause New Leaf was so. It, it was a jump forward, and I feel like there was some cool stuff in New Horizons, but not enough for me. Yeah. And I think the next one really has to change shit up. And I think they know because it caught them by surprise. I think they knew it was going to be big. And I didn't think it was going to be that big. Yeah. I know what you mean. But I'm curious for both of you, because I know, Beto, you have it. What do you guys think of Modern Warfare still being the fucking juggernaut sales that it is? Not surprised. Why is that in a world of like free to play games? Younger kids are just like, fuck it, I'm going to play this game because it's free. What is it about Call of Duty? Why does Call of Duty keep making money? They're, I mean, their online is always just really good. I mean, I've been playing it lately. I got back into it. And it there's still some stuff. The maps aren't great, but it's still fun to play. So, like, it's, it's also, there's nothing very similar to it. Everything else is more free to play, like free, Fortnite. And it's not. I don't know, it's not as, it's not, I would say it's not as fun. Good or bad, it's an institution. And yeah. I think when it comes to gaming and whether, you know, there are certain institutions in gaming that are just, they're not going to be toppled. Like, yeah. they just are what they are. It's like, um, and you know what? We play one. I mean, I mean, yeah. the invest play one. Yeah, I was, was going to bring that up, yeah. It doesn't fucking, you know, like it is, You we can ask questions. And on on bad years or bad times, people can start drum up the whole, just stop playing and yeah. then But it's just never going to happen. There are institutions that aren't going to probably ever going to go away. And Call, you know, Call of Duty is huge, man. You, yeah. you don't take something that got that big to, at its height. Yeah. You know? The money that it made at its fucking height. Yeah. The ridiculous amount of money they made at its height. Yeah, I mean, and expect it to fall off and off the planet. It's, right. just, it's too big at this point. Honestly, it may be too big to fail. Will yeah. it have off years? Sure. It, it's, and, and can that can it go down? Like can can the revenue go down? Sure. But I mean, I don't know if it'll ever fucking fail. So yeah. does it fall into that? It falls into those titles like it. It's the name. It that's it. Like it, it doesn't matter Kinda, how yeah. it's, you know. Even though there are a lot of games like it, it's it still stands alone on it on its on its own. It's a, it, I don't yeah. The, the, they like do you, what they do well. I don't yeah. disagree Regardless with you guys. Episode. I agree because that was just something I would always see when I worked at a video yeah. game store. Was just like, well, what's that Call of Duty? I'm like, just Call of Duty. He's like, yeah. well, was Battlefield? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. If you go into Battlefield thinking it's Call of Duty, you're just gonna come back disappointed. What about this new game, Homefront? I'm like, hell no, it's not. I would always have to say, you want Call of Duty? Yeah, you gotta wait next yeah. year for the new one. That's <laughs> basically it because yeah. anything you get is gonna disappoint you. You know, if you go into it wanting Call of Duty, you're just gonna hate it. You know, what about the new Medal of Honor? Remember when they brought Medal of Honor back? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do shit. Yeah. So, like, no, I agree with you. It's a, it's something that will just, it, it's too big to fail. Yeah. It's, it's... When your nearest competitor, though, also, when your nearest competitor is Battlefield, and two things about Battlefield, it's a different game, and yeah. also, it's a, a, because it's made by EA, every year that game is fucked, yeah. right? So even if Call of Duty is having an off year, at this point, what you get was Call of Duty. There were times in the past, but like lately, from what I can tell, you know, the game ain't. The game's at the very least three quarters finished instead of half finished, like fucking EA <laughs> yeah. does with their shit. 
And that's a huge thing, and people see that. They can jump in on day one or day two or whatever, fucking start playing multiplayer, and they're going to have their time. They're going to have fun. They're not going to have to worry about the servers being... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's still a thing, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't really see stuff like that when it comes to Call of Duty anymore. Yeah. But, you know, like Battlefield, all the issues that Battlefield has every fucking year, it just makes that divide even more pronounced... And people just go, I'm going to get called because it's going to fucking work. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's, uh, you know, how imaginative they are or other things they add or don't add or whatever, it's just going to work and people want that. Yeah. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. Thank you for listening to 3PC News. We'll be back after the break. So this week we got two things to talk about, but before we jump into it, I made a joke about this earlier. I said, God of War sucks, God of War Ragnarok sucks, I should have got Sonic Frontiers. And that was a joke, but I'm actually hearing that Sonic Frontiers is good. Yeah. Have you heard that, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, people are actually saying it's not bad. I've checked out some reviews, and I think they say like, oh, there's moments where like this doesn't really work out, or the combat's a little, eh, whatever, but as a whole right now... A lot of people are liking it and actually saying it's a good game. And at first, I kind of took some early reviews as like, oh, you're just a, you're, you're like every Sonic fan. No matter what, you're going to find the good in your game. And you're, you're, you're there's those fans in, in any genre, in any medium or whatever. I always felt like Sonic fans are just going to love it because it's Sonic, right? Yeah. But what I'm really seeing is even people who like doubted it were like, actually, this is good. It's, not, it's actually not that bad. So I'm curious about it. I don't think I'll buy it at full price, but maybe when there's an, a pretty nice sale, I'll, I'll pick it up and try it out. But here's one thing. I did check out one review. I did check out, um, I think Digital Foundry had one, and there was something they said that already off the bat, I'm like, God damn it. They said, Sonic Frontiers is a good beginning for what they're doing with this franchise. Can't wait for a sequel for them to refine what they've done. And I go, nope, that's not what Sega does. Sega does not do that. We will probably not see a Sonic Frontiers 2 because they like to go, hey, you know what you want to do for the next one? Let's do a Battle Royale Sonic. Like, they'll never continue a sequel yeah. on a property. Now, I hope I'm I'm wrong, and they do, but they never refine an idea for Sonic that works. Yeah. They just, Sega has never been that way. Team Sonic just doesn't do that. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I will probably try Sonic Frontiers in the near future or in the future. But uh, uh, that's just like the only negative I could really see in any type of review is they all want to see, oh, refine this in a sequel. But I just, I don't. They just, that's not what they do with Sonic. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't do that. (laughs) But yeah, this week. Uh, Nintendo announced a new Indie World Showcase. And Joe, I know you probably didn't have time to uh, check out that Indie World Showcase, but me and Bethel did. And look, there's a lot of great things they announced. Rogue Legacy 2, Vemba from Versailles, 
a little to the left blank all these great games from indie developers that looked really awesome and this is i just wanted to say something before we move on but um the greatest thing about these indie games that i that really stood out for me is is now with of course the increase in technology the 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 improvements sometimes a lot of these indie games could look more artistic take a, a different visual cue that maybe most AAA game companies would not do right and so there was a lot of stuff that looked really in interesting visually but i have been noticing a pattern and it happens with anything AAA games are you know accustomed to this too they have these same faults uh i don't know how many times i could see a roguelike game or a metroidvania style game or anything yeah. like that to where i feel like they just all blend yeah. in and the only thing that stands out is either their gameplay or their visuals yeah and i think that's what benefits it but again these games i haven't played you know the uh, but uh, i think a lot of them seem very interesting and a lot of them ha take a, a pretty nice and pretty cool take on what they're doing i'm just saying after a while things start to blend you know so it, it, it and, and and kind of blur yeah but i think some of the big stuff tends to outshine or stand out of the crowd so that's just more of something that i feel you kind of have to wait and uh um hear word of mouth because sometimes these games can come out and then get lost which is sucks you know and i think a lot too is um i i, I tend to want to buy all my indie games now on my switch deck or no um steam deck so but what do you think of the uh the indie world bethel uh yeah i felt the same i uh there are games that were they looked interesting but i have no interest in playing them um like a little to the left looked interesting just because the, the visuals of it uh it's kind of like, felt like a it was like a puzzle game yeah uh, i'm into puzzle games that uh, this one it looked it looked like it was good but not really enough for, for me to uh, to spend money on it. But I don't want to discredit it because yeah. it, 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 they might unique. stand out. And yeah. a lot of stuff, that's that's what I think gets lost in AAA games is like they're sticking to the same formula. We're sticking to the, what works. And again, yeah. indies do the same thing. That's why I brought up like how many times I've seen a roguelike game, yeah. you know. But I think there was one game, Bethel, that fucking stood out. And then, Joe, I, I thought of you when this game got announced. When we saw this, it was in, you know, Nintendo tends to do it, even in their Nintendo Directs, they have a sizzle reel. Well, they're they're like, okay, this game, this game, this game, this game, and they don't really take time to talk about it. And then when that sizzle reel happened, we're like, wait, what? What's, aren't they talking about this? Yeah. That it, like, it it kept me and Bethel's, it caught my, me and Bethel's attention right off the bat. The game is called, and then later we ended up um, checking out a, an official trailer for it, which I think kind of is a benefit if you think about it because then it, we s seeked it out yeah you know wrestle quest the ultimate pro wrestling adventure in which rpg and pro wrestling combine for the very first time launching in may 2023 yes ladies and gentlemen it is what you think it is a wrestling rpg but not just any wrestling rpg Bethel, what was unique that made you excited about it it had real classic pro wrestlers in it. So you had uh, Jake the Snake, uh, the Road Warriors, Andre the Giant. He's fucking gigantic in it. He picks up the whole wrestling ring. Yeah, league. yeah. <laughs> so you, so there's a ton of wrestlers, like uh, real pro wrestlers that are in it. Macho Man, uh, um, Jeff, 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 
Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of uh, classic wrestlers that uh, I don't know. I don't know if Jeff Jarrett's a classic wrestler, but older mm-hmm. wrestlers. But yeah, that's that's what really got me interested. Oh, I didn't even. I, I thought at first they were just more like inspired by them. Then you see that yeah. they were actually them. I was like, oh shit, that's cool that they made an RPG off of wrestling. So it, it's it looks really fucking fun. It, it had a cool 16-bit art style. Yeah. And then after a while, when we checked out the trailer, the official trailer for it, I'm like, those are they're toys. Yeah. Because they had the little joints and stuff like yeah. toys. So I don't know if that was uh, meant to look like toys, but I, I thought they were toys. But yeah. it uh it was it looked very unique, and uh, yeah. I, that made me very interested. Yeah. Oh, uh, like you always say, like I just hope it's good. Yeah. So I think out of, of all that, I mean, we could go through every game in the Indie Direct, but that, I'll be honest, that was like one that stood out. And there was a yeah. lot of games that looked great, too. It's just, yeah, even like I sport. mean, something like indie, the, it, the Nintendo's, their Indie Direct, yeah. at least puts a spotlight, because we probably would have never even known about yeah. Wrestling Quest, you know? So even if, if a lot of these we don't care about later or don't forget about them, Wrestling Quest stood out for us. Other games probably stood out yeah. for other people. Goodbye World probably stood out for people. Sports Story stood out for people. Yeah. Sports Story looked good. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that looked good, but um, I mean, it's it just uh, the, the indie games are all. I guess what I'm trying to say is the indie games start to kind of blend through the AAA games. Maybe not in visual quality, but like, oh, another first-person shooter, or yeah. another roguelike game. Oh, another this, another that. So it really takes a lot for me to get excited about something especially in indie games which is no different than a triple a game yeah so sony has announced that playstation vr2 will be released in february the new vr headset will officially launch on february 22nd 2023 the price will be 549.99 and include the psvr2 headset psvr2 sense controllers and stereo headphones this makes PlayStation VR 2 more expensive than the PlayStation 5 console itself, which currently costs $4.99. On the PlayStation blog, Sony's VP for peripherals called the February date an initial launch phase. There will also be a $5.99 bundle, which includes a PlayStation Store voucher code for Call of the Mountain. A separate charging station for the headset will sell for $49.99 allowing players to charge the PSVR 2 Sense controllers while keeping the PS5 console's USB ports free. Pre-orders for PlayStation VR 2 will begin on November 15th, and players in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg will initially only be able to pre-order through the official PlayStation Direct store. Fuck. Shit. I didn't sign up for that shit. I thought no. it was going to be other stores, God damn it. <laughs> is it exclusively? or is Yes. It- oh, shit. Will pre-order official initially only be able to be pre-ordered on there. Fuck, mm. I didn't even sign up for the thing because oh okay they didn't say it was only uh, that. Yeah, I thought they were gonna Son do the same thing. Bitch. Well, all right, whatever. <laughs> Sony confirmed in September that the PlayStation VR 2 won't be backwards compatible with PlayStation VR games. Speaking on the PlayStation Blog podcast, SVP of Platform Experience Hideki Nishino claimed that the PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next-generation VR experience. PSVR 2 has much more advanced features like all new controllers with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers and inside-out tracking, eye tracking, and the headset, 3D audio all coming together, of course. So this means developing PSVR 2 requires a whole different approach from original PSVR. Sony said earlier this year that it will be having more than 20 games ready for the launch of the PSVR 2, 
Right now, there's a considerable amount of money being spent on the partnership with independent and other third-party developers to secure a considerable pipeline of attractive VR content at launch of PlayStation VR 2. Gentlemen, now with the official date and the official price of the PSVR 2, what do you guys think? We're not getting it. What do you mean? Because it got pre-ordered through. Well, no, th that's the thing. I mean, we're gonna get it. Yeah. I just didn't fucking because there was early signups, and I'm yeah. like, what the? F I didn't. They didn't say. I should have. I have a feeling that they might still put them out like that. No, no, no. I know, but like to get early pre-orders yeah. and shit. I don't know. Sony's been kind of weird about that stuff. They're doing a lot of companies are doing like our oh, our store first kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of bullshit that they're. I feel like they're they're not really telling the truth about the uh, uh, backwards compatibility. I feel like it's it's they can make that work. I'm, I don't know shit about. I think they can make that work. I don't disagree with you, but I think a lot of it too is just like we can make it work. It's up to developers wanting to up or yeah. update it, and uh, or they just don't care to. You're right. I think I heard one developer was just like, "Oh, okay, I guess." Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, because there's some games that people. I mean, I I got a game that was real cheap on on the on the VR, so I could try it try it out when we had, first got it. I never played it, but I was hoping that once we get it, I could play that with the new one. But mm -hmm. I guess not. It sucks. Joe. Uh, well, what do you guys think of the price? Me. Sorry, what do you guys think of the price? We, we finally got the announcement. Five forty nine. Pretty much five fifty for just the regular headset with everything, or five ninety nine with the bundle with the game. The original was how much? Original price for the PlayStation VR. The original PlayStation VR released uh, at three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it was still expensive. Yeah. yeah. So now it's another another hundred fifty on a hundred fifty on top. Um, you know, for something that I still don't have, I have very little. Mm -hmm. um, interest in you know in i mean it's a price you know it's, it's not cheap yeah um, but you know more and more you know pc has a shit ton of options when it comes to you know uh vr so obviously consoles are going to have those options too so you know you know it uh hey if you can afford one or if you want one that bad you know more power to you that's you know really all i can say I know what you guys think price-wise, but a lot of people were like, man, that's really expensive. Like, why is it that expensive? But I don't know. I'm not trying to defend Sony, really, at all. But looking at the kind of tech that's in here, like 4K display, the haptic feedback controls, they're way better than the Move controllers yeah. from the original. Um, eye tracking, all that stuff. It looks, it to me, with the tech that's in this set, it seems understandable uh i see a lot of people trying to the um compared to the meta quest and like well it's all there and just your whole headset and but here's the thing i don't know much on meta quest so i'm i just think it's like yeah but i don't think you're getting like what the ps5 can do for that headset i don't yeah. think the meta quest can do i could be wrong i could be wrong but for me yes it is expensive I think the tech in it is understandable. It would have been cool if it was a hundred bucks less. I think. Yeah. Usually that that was the thing. Like, oh man, it better not be more than the console. But it's fucking more than the console. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, the original was too expensive. Yeah. If you really think about it, if you really want to talk about fucking, you know, that's why I asked you. I was like, well, how much was the first one again? And I was like, when you said four hundred bucks, like, fuck, that's expensive too. Yeah. It wasn't not expensive. It's, but does that just you know what I, I mean? Like, does that what, justify it? Like, oh, even though the, if the first one's expensive, the why, you know, it's okay. Well, no, I mean, there's no justifying. It's just like, well, if the first one was fucking pricey, then the second one's probably gonna be pretty pricey yeah. too. Yeah. VR isn't a fucking thing that you can just be like, yeah. oh no, it's cheaper. No, no, no. As technology goes up, it, the barrier to entry, the price for entry goes up too. Yeah. You know, like none of those fucking VR sets, good VR sets, are cheap. Yeah. They just aren't, right? Yeah, and like the, the, a lot of them, you need a PC. Yeah. So that's another fucking, you know, that's another price. Uh, that's another fucking thing that you have to purchase on top for certain ones. And I mean, I don't know, a lot of them are standalone, but still, you know, it's like they're not cheap, and they're never gonna be cheap. You know, it's virtual fucking reality. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying it's like, it just sounds expensive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My opinion is like, yeah, if you want it, if it's something that, and it's also not, you get that point too, where you're asking yourself, is this something, is this a casual buy? Yeah. Because, you know, I hope you have a lot of expendable fucking um, uh, earnings to fucking do that. Like, if I loved fucking VR, I would be like, sure, yeah, I want this thing. But I mean, I don't, you know? I mean, I so think. So for me, it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I think we're in a different we're in a different like kind of category compared to other people because we did it with the first one. We're going to do it with this one, but we're going three ways with, with PSVR two. So we're not technically spending the five, $600 price tag. We're basically just paying 200, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure other people do that too. Right. But now, oh. now, now reading this, I got originally, I was like, I don't care for Horizon, but, you know, I'm, I'll just get that bundle. But then finding out the bundle is a voucher code? No, then I'm out. Yeah. Because if it's a voucher code, then, like, we can only use it it's for one of us. One. So, yeah. like, it's like, no, fuck that. There is going to be, uh, they did announce 11 games announced for it. And I think one of the games that I saw that, Joe, you might be interested in is the Dark Pictures Switchback VR is a fast-paced roller coaster action horror shooter where players shoot weapons at enemies while riding along on rails. The concept appears to be very similar to the Until Dawn Rush of Blood, another supermassive developed horror roller coaster which launched alongside the original PlayStation VR in 2016. Uh, the other 11 titles announced is Crossfire Sierra Squad, a VR first-person shooter developed by Smilegate. The Light Brigade, a single-player roguelike developed Funkotronic Labs, which will be a cross-buy PSVR and PSVR 2 title. Cities VR Enhanced Edition, a VR adaptation of the city-building game City Skylines. Cosmos High, a high school-based game developed by Alchemy Labs. Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, a VR take on the popular Hello Neighbor series. Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, a compilation of both Aftermath games. Pistol Whip VR, an enhanced version of 2019 Pistol Whip. Zenith The Last City, an enhanced version of Quest and PSVR MMORPG. After the Fall, an enhanced version of the co-op VR shooter released in 2021. And Tentacular, a port of the physics-based octopus game currently available on Quest and Steam VR. Uh, I did not read any of these, and none of these games sound fun. Except for yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the Rush of Blood one, the Dark Pictures game. So... I was thinking it's either going to be games that I don't care for or like a bunch of, not ports, but like, like already a pre-established uh, 
franchises. Hopefully Capcom's like, you can play Village on launch yeah. day. And I'll be like, sweet, I'll just put my face in between Lady D's booty cheeks. <laughs> I know your, your anticipation for PSVR 2 is extremely high, Joe. Because you love VR. But any anything anything that even though I know you're not a huge fan of it, anything you're looking forward to, like that nothing. It doesn't have to be anything announced, but like something you'd like to see. I mean, I guess maybe uh, Madden in VR. Madden. You no, get to talk to cool John Madden just beyond some the cool grave. Experiences that would be cool. Yeah. You know, some things that you can do. Hopefully, it's not all just games. It should be a mixture of things. Um, yeah. But I, don't, but I don't know. We'll see, you know. Uh, the walking simulator. Beto, what about yourself? A game where you're in space. I'd like to see... Uh, I don't know how it'll work. A baseball one. Oh, it'd be fun to swing a bat. I think... When it comes down to it, it, it just depends on, like... It, it's always It always comes down to the software. Yeah. And I always tell people when it comes to VR, you can't expect the same level of content or or increased volume of titles releasing as much as just standard things that come out on console yeah like when it comes to vr it's probably a title every couple maybe two a month every three months yeah. i don't know it's gonna have to be like some indie developers or smaller developers that are gonna have to make some games for it hopefully there's a lot of um stuff that gets ported from like stuff that's either from the know, oculus, and all oculus or whatever I don't know. It's just more of a wait and see, basically. Yeah. But yeah. PSVR 2. I, I've always been a fan of the VR games. I like them. I'm, I'm no. I'm just hopeful. But honestly, right now reading that, I'm just like, I fucking don't. <laughs> Besides the Dark Pictures game, I'm just like, yeah. and I don't give a shit about Horizon, so. And I wonder if Horizon. Now I'm worried. Like, are all these games just download only? Are they not even going to disc it? Because then if, if, if it is that then it's like then what's like we can't we yeah. can't really all buy it you get what i'm saying yeah yeah because it was just like oh none of these are gonna i gotta look into it but none of these are gonna be disc based it's like well then you fucked us over yeah you fucked yourself you know why because sony said like hey those third-party controller guys are doing they're gonna do it again they're no. sharing it they need to buy one each <laughs> they need to those, buy one those each. fucking third-party controller guys need to fucking stop them yeah, but that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrolpodcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Liberal with Beto Sparza and Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. <laughs> Cool. Good show, fellas. Yeah. All right. Let's take Jesse to Saku one of these days. I'm down. So you can try it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have you order for me so I could have the Joe experience. But to make it fair, you also pay for it. So that's the Joe experience.
I'll pay for that. That's, that's not that expensive. That's good. And you hold my hand through the whole experience. <laughs> you feed it to them. They do. And they have boba drinks, too. And then you feed me and you pop each boba in my mouth and put two in my nose. That's kind of gross. And one in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs>